0: Ladies and gentlemen, this podcast is finally out. Sorry it took so long. Um, It didn't really take long. It was actually like a normal podcast cycle for me, about a week. So anyways, this is a fun podcast, guys. I wish we could have put into this podcast the whole experience of the weekend. Um, But it's just impossible. It was just an awesome event, man. So if you aren't in Ohio and you don't want to join our crew and get to know all of us and you're in another state and you know, other farmers and you want to learn ways to pass down the old ways, man. I think, yeah, I think you should, I mean, get together, network, build your community, man. I think that's, that's everything. I think what I learned most about this past weekend was how special of a community there is here in Ohio and um how blessed i i feel to be a part of it uh it was cool to see how grateful scott and i uh, were to be a part of it and uh so yeah so i hope you guys enjoy this show and uh i will look forward to talking to you guys again bringing you guys another episode here
1: soon That's
0: <laughs> gonna have body flashbacks. <laughs> oh
1: God! Oh, yeah.
0: I did hit. I did hit record.
1: Sweep the knee, Johnny.
2: Well,
0: here we're here live at Hogtoberfest, the right. final day, final day of Hogtoberfest. What did everybody think so far, Greg? How was? This year versus last, well, I guess it was all the same year, but
3: yeah, February, second
0: run, yeah. February versus October.
3: Round two. This year was great. We had all kinds of people show up. We were packed to the gills out here. We had uh, Michael Jordan from Wyoming, Hebert from Canada, Vert Trees came up from Tennessee, all the Ohioans. Yeah, Fr. Henry came in from Pennsylvania. Dad came in from Georgia, but uh, all kinds of local great folks came in, but um a lot of folks coming from outside, too, to check out what we're doing here and, and uh, get a little taste of the old-fashioned old, hillbilly, old fashioned ways of taking a pig from the pasture and getting it worked up for your table.
0: Yeah, it's that's great pretty fun. What did you, what? What were your thoughts so far, Michael?
4: I'm still an awestruck, man. I mean, uh, uh, Man, I watched a man teach not only the capability of feeding your family, but how you do it in a spiritual way that it... Still blows my mind the poem that you read, Greg, and uh, that means a uh, super lot to a lot of. I think well, a lot to me. I mean, after after you spend your your life adjusting yourself to be uh, a better person, to be humble, and to try to share everything you can for knowledge and give it away as as best as you can, to have a man sit down and tell you, man, this this pig was not not necessarily family but he was a member of this farm and we treat it with respect, no matter what, no matter what you treat everything with respect. And then having uh, people come in that were knowledgeable on cuts of meat, how to cut it down and did a fast efficient job, uh, that it wasn't everything about it was, uh, so educational. And then as he said, you know, he had people from all over. There's a, uh, man, I hadn't seen Shane, and he's a fellow beekeeper. He's here in Ohio, and the bonding issues that we have that he can't keep bees anymore and had studied his, his life to be a beekeeper. To watching uh, a man's poultry production, his hog production, and then over here making fun of a guy from Canada. <laughs> It's
1: so, right. easy, so, it? it's so easy, isn't
4: it? So easy.
2: That joke writes itself. <laughs> I mean, the
4: the the guys up here really work hard. Uh, you know, Hobolt was over here, man. That guy, Steve, man, that guy. I'm always awed, inspired what he does, and then get to really sit down and talk to him about how he made all that happen. And then you sit there and, uh, from Pennsylvania, man, your critique your wines on a level that I think was like professional judging. Kurt Henry. Yeah, Kurt Kurt Anna, Henry yeah. who
0: uh, didn't even drink it just based off smell.
4: Yeah, it's and pick everything out of what you put in it just by smelling how you made it. Uh, there was just some great uh great guys, man, got hired working guys. It was not only educational but it was a vacation for a lot of them to get away from just work to work, right? Cuz I don't think I don't think a day ever stops with you Greg that you're not just working. Right, you, you enjoy it all day long, yeah. but you're working all day long. Your yeah. family's working all day long. I just think coming out here, I came all the way out here from Wyoming. This is the first time I had, I got to go to a place where I didn't have to sit down and spend my time teaching, but I could mingle with people on a super level, man. That I was about ready to laugh
2: my guts off after Rob, but <laughs>
1: yeah, I think,
2: a, I think a lot of times, like all the guys that came here are off on their own lives, doing their solo thing, and a lot of times you're alone because you're working, right? But then you come here and it's... And a lot of times, like, your friends and stuff, they're not, like, workers, like, like you're a worker, right? And then you come here and everybody's, like, everybody's getting after quite a bit. Whatever whatever the, that is that they want, right? So it's just different being around everyone.
0: Well, everyone jumped in, too, to, like, help with the pig. Like, I wanted to help skin the pig. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I like whenever I can come here because you're, you're always looking for help to process stuff. Oh, yeah. It's like, man, now I can learn... I didn't know that when you're skinning, you're scraping, scraping the pig, yeah, you're getting off that on. first layer of skin. And yeah. uh, I think even just coming here so many times and us going back with the pigs, like we always go at, in there, rub their bellies. And it's, um, I, I agree with Michael. Like it's, it's powerful to see. I know you have a relationship with this pig and you like it, but it's like, you know, it's still, still there to feed your family and it's right. still there. And so, and then even, um, you had said the first day where when we got here was Friday and that day didn't go so well. Right. And then this, and then thankfully the second day it did. And it's like, you know, you don't want to hurt these animals. Like you just, you want to, you want to kill them as peacefully as possible. Right.
3: Yeah. You want to make, you want to make that quick, you know, make their, their, their ending of their life be as, as fast as, as humanly possible. And, you know, when we were out here on, you know, on Friday, um, you know, things got a little bit squirrely. This, this particular pig, I got, a little bit greedy and, and, and chose the biggest one. And um, took a little while. Took took more shots than I, than I cared to. And um, we finally got him down. We, we got him in. We got him scalded and, and scraped. And, you know, you just learn, you know, no matter how well you do something, you're always learning every single time. There's always something new you're picking up on. There's always an opportunity uh, where you maybe look at it as a failure, but you can pass that forward onto somebody else. All the guys here that'll be uh, in the same boat working up their own hogs where well, they got to learn, you know, why yesterday was a little bit trickier than today. And so I think it's great to be able to have guys that are uh, de- completely different skill sets. Like Hubert said, you know, masters in their own wheelhouse, we'll bring them all together and you can pass on a little bit what you do, what you know, you know, to them on a level that's, that's, um, you know, incredible. So it's, it's, it's nice to be able to share, you know, what we do here with everybody else and, let everyone see how important it is to go through all the extra aggravation uh, and stress and and money to invest our time and efforts, you know, these animals. And, you know, there's probably no no better way uh, to to do that than having a day that doesn't go real well before. And then um, yesterday went great and I'll never forget, but, you know, we're sitting there and we're getting that one worked up. It's already scalded, scraped beautifully. And uh, Izzy, my daughter, who was, you know, seen everything yesterday, not go so well because all the kids were up, you know, uh, in the paddock and and were watching as it what happens when things don't go right. And, you know, she looks at me and says, wow, this one went really good, huh? You know, and so that was an opportunity to say, yeah, you know, you know, it doesn't matter if it's this pig or if it's life. You know, when things don't quite go right and they get tricky, we couldn't give up on that hog because the shot was wrong. We couldn't walk away. And leave it like that. You get to follow through as tough as it was. Follow through. Make it happen. And we're all better for it. You know, so now they got to see things get tricky. Work through it. There's a bright side of that rainbow. And that's today. Things went great.
0: Yeah. Tonight, the hey, You got to talk. Hey, We've
5: got Rob Kaiser here. Rob oh. Kaiser here, too. To, to follow up on what you just said, Greg, when Michael was talking about the taking of the animal being spiritual experience what was nice is when we went through with the second hog on Saturday morning briefly talked about what happened on Friday morning and the big takeaway for me was that yes it didn't go as planned but you also uh, made very clear that you were that you were rushed and that you didn't take your time and one real neat thing about Saturday was Reading that Wendell Berry poem, right, just like Doug do, making that part of the tradition, making a point to slow down, take time, enjoy the moment. So many, such a common theme in a lot of what we talked about this weekend was everybody trying so hard to do so much, so fast to make up for lost time. that That's kind of a real world example of what happened Friday. Yep. By not doing it on sure. Saturday, the result was so much better. Right. We all got to learn from that. That's important. Slow down.
3: Translates to everything that we all, we what, all was do. It, what was the name
4: of the poem again?
3: The poem is For the Hog Killing. You want to read it? By Wendell Berry. Sure. Yeah. It goes something like this. For the hog killing, let them stand still for the bullet and stare the shooter in the eye. Let them die while the sound of the shot is in the air. Let them die as they fall. Let the jugular blood spring hot to the knife. Let its freshet be full. Let this day begin again the change of hogs into people, not the other way around. For today we celebrate again our lives wedding with the world for by our hunger, by this provisioning,
4: we renew the bond.
0: Powerful man.
4: you did super, count. I got tears running down my face because after you see, uh, the man with his pigs and you see the people gather around and then you say that Greg, man, awesome. It was an awesome, like I said, it was a spiritual awakening for me right there. of uh, and you said we have to do this in reverence of what we have. Now it was uh mind-blowing dude. Uh, it says uh, I had to step away after you said that and uh, kind of back up a little way because I was like, holy crap, man, I'm going to be the big fat guy crying. <laughs> it was, it was, it you was, won't be uh, the only one. Uh, yeah, it was, it few. was hard Yeah, more, yeah. man. And then, and then to see it all go well because of the ritual. Right? Yeah. The system of, of, of how it went down. It was clean. It was fast. Uh, your your farm hands jumping right in, moving right in to help out and to get things going. Uh, your 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 boys uh, pulling up with the four wheeler, the skids, grabbing the guns and moving stuff to the side so everything can be smooth. It all goes smooth because of what you said, Rob. Right? You took your time. You felt the reverence of what we were going to do. And Andy and them guys coming in moving right into make it queen slift so that we could get it loaded up to start, uh, butchering it down and then spent the day butchering it down with them going through what the cuts of meat were and not just like hams. And you're talking about and
1: Yeah. Man, sure. Yeah.
4: And, yeah. Yeah. About how all that stuff was going to be cut and how do you want it cut? Do you want bigger cuts of this or do you want more cuts of this? And it went from something where, you, you know, uh, we we did rabbits at my house for a while and then my son and I had a really bad time with one and it was it was bad and he just grabbed my leg and he, he says this isn't how it was before this this isn't how it was before and when you when you said that like we had a bad day yesterday man i I was like man that that happens we don't keep rabbits anymore just because of that reason and then you're like but you got to persevere right there's there's no stopping in what you do and it went so smooth yesterday. Man, it was it really such a super aspect all the way today where you're salting it down and then we got to see actual meat that was salted down. Man, I, I'm, I've i enjoyed my whole trip here with the people and getting to see that. That was a super educational program. After this podcast, we're going
0: to make Fat Man's Candy, right?
4: Fat Man's Candy. Yeah, What's little, Fat
0: Man's Candy, Michael?
4: Uh, bacon with powdered honey on it. That uh, We make powdered honey and then you take your bacon and get it all fried out and then you just dip it in the powdered honey and it glycerins and it turns into a a sweet sensation of
1: joy.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome.
0: I think, I mean, I think the biggest takeaway and I, I want to agree with uh like the spiritual aspect of it because like this is stuff that I know my family did for generations that I was removed from for one generation. And like, you know, I'm, I'm super grateful for the opportunity to come here because you know, I, I've been going down this permaculture path. And I was like, so how did you get into permaculture? Like I was always like that. Or, and Greg was just like, man, I, I just call it being a hillbilly. And it really changed the way I've been looking at everything I was doing because I was like, man, like my grandpa's always said I'm a hillbilly in denial and you need to, <laughs> you need to quit. Live, you need to start living the way you're supposed to, man. Like, and, uh, so it, it's been a, it's been a fun journey for me. It was cool to have, uh, my older brother come down and, and he really enjoyed it. And it's cool to get him to have him around so he can ask people questions like Michael, whether it be about bees or, you know, he could ask Scott about vegetables or Rob, what he's doing or, uh, Andy and Doug about the pigs and how to, how to butcher it. So I think it's just cool to have. It's, it's cool to have it like this as a community coming together because, like, we have so many cool people here in Ohio and this Regen Ag scene. And, and you know, and it's cool to, to just come together and not just be a, a Facebook thread. And it's, you know, something that you said to me is, you know, what, what would we do without Facebook? Like, what, what, how would our networking change? And so it's, it's cool. I, I'm just I'm really grateful for everybody that's been in this community because I, I came to it, like, you know, a little over a year ago or couple, almost two years ago, and, uh, you know, everybody's always had open arms, and everybody, like, people started listening to the podcast, sharing with me and Scott about what they thought about it, asking me questions, and it was, it's, it was weird to have so many people actually listen and ask me about it, and I'm like, you know, your dad was like, so you're moving? Are you moving? Or are you staying? And I'm like, and it, like, hit me, and I was like, oh, he listens to the show, like, I was like, what, what, are, you, what are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, yeah, or even uh, Patrick or, or anybody else, man, so I... I feel so grateful, man. That's why uh, when I, you know, when I talked to Michael, when I had him on the show, all he was talking about was how much respect he had for you and Steve and Rob. And then uh, I was like, well, let's get him out here, man. He's gonna have a good time. And uh, and it's been, it's Working just been so head. fun, yeah. Yeah,
4: it was super cool to come out and see him. And even had people here that 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 didn't participate in a lot of things, but worked the whole time. The gentleman that cooked the pig.
1: Oh, yeah. and Nick's hey, Day Shorty and his yes, brother yeah.
4: brought the pig. Yeah, yeah I brought a pig and super Simply Food it.
3: Farms. Yeah. 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 So a big shout out uh, to them. Thanks.
4: That, that wasn't able to, you know, they weren't able to really see what we were doing because they were dedicated in their work. Yeah. That's when I said. When you said the Ohio guys, what, what do you mean? They work. They work. Yeah. There's no, uh, well, maybe we should go get this done or we would like to participate or, Hey, I'm going to do some raised beds. They're over here at, you know, uh, Rob, we went out to his place. He's like, this is where this is going to go. This is how we're going to build this. And you walk over and they're building a cabin. They've adjusted for a pond. They have a high tunnel. There's, it's not a bunch of guys saying, well, this is what we want to do. We're tackling it. Uh, the videos of you guys doing your chicken butchering.
0: Yeah, that was fun. Man, I don't yeah. think
4: a processing plant could do it any better. If you wanted. I mean, it was fast. It was quick. It was efficient. The kids were involved. Super learning skills, USA type concept. Super awesome stuff, man. Yeah, the Ohio guys actually, I was really glad to come out and see the the experience of you opening up your house, letting us eat at your table, which is super big to me because I'm a paranoid kind of cat because of my past that, you know, I don't like like a lot of people really coming over because who do you really trust? And here's guys are coming over, picking up all their trash when they're done, loading it up, helping you out and stuff, which makes a big difference, a big deal,
5: man. Guys like guys like Nick are the bulk of the type of people that are here doing this in Ohio. They're not real outspoken, they're not getting caught up in all the everything that's going on, but they show up, they do work, they feed people, they make it happen and then they just walk away. They don't, they don't really say anything. Yep. But they're just kind of behind the scenes doing awesome things. And he's, you know, he's certainly one of them and that's a big, I think that's what makes Ohio what it is, and what was nice because I've I've been kind of this drifting nomad vagabond for for my life basically, and now going on forty, it's nice to come back to Ohio where I was raised and realize that we got a whole lot going on here. It's nice to be Ohio proud because there's everybody talks about all the awesome things that are going on everywhere else, and a lot of people won't capitalize on. What they can do right in their own backyard because they're too busy chasing something somewhere. When the reality is, we just get over it and look at what we got right in front of us. We have a whole lot and kind of gives a lot to that old saying bloom where you're planted. Oh, yeah. Right here, wherever here is Mm -hmm. for you, you don't have what you want, then make it happen. And all of a sudden, there's an abundance of it. You don't know what to do. So many awesome people around. Awesome.
1: Sure.
5: Talking about Nick doing what he's doing. and, what he did here last night, just by providing like that, is just one prime example of that. What makes state great, and this community
2: even greater.
3: Yeah, for sure. Scott, what
0: do you? What's your takeaway so far? It's Awesome, man. You Same know,
2: thing, pretty much everyone it. else said. Yeah, just like the spiritual aspect of it and everything. Like when I told people I was coming here, uh, they're like, "Why go to Ohio? going to Hogtown." But you're going to kill a hog and like, <laughs> yeah, They're just like, just think it's like total hillbilly stuff. Right. Yeah. Um,
3: and it is might I add. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> and, uh, they just have no, like most people think meat comes from the grocery store. Like, meat, like they go to the grocery store and that's where their meat comes from. And they have no, they have no concept of, of any of this. And so it's so foreign, but to come here and like the experience that like me and Michael had here this year, um, is so different than what you would think it was.
3: That's right.
4: Oktoberfest is still live action. All right. Give me,
0: <laughs> give me one of those PVRs, man. Hair of the dog.
4: Uh, you don't get a blue ribbon for coming in second, son. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: trying to break, break poor Nate's headphones here. Um, yeah, man. I, it, I was happy to have you come, man. I mean, it's cool. We did this first. I mean, it, it's just cool. We all met at PV3. We met for the first time. I met Rob shortly before. But it was, like, cool because there was this, the last wave of Permaculture Voices met up with this big wave from PV2 that already came here and been working. You know what I mean? So it's uh, it was cool for us to see. Like, it was interesting. It's like all PV2 reunion, and me and Scott are just kind of looking, we're like, we had fun too, man. <laughs> <laughs> PV3 was
5: great too. But, 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 but the whole thing, you know, giving credit where credit's due, a lot of uh, things that are going on in Ohio – so much necessarily like a, a result or some carryover from PV2, but but from PV1 because you know, PV1 was March of 2014. It's seven months after that, that's when I met you mm-hmm. at Mark Shepard's workshop, right. where you know, a great number of people got turned on to Mark Shepard if they weren't already familiar with and his Andy, work. That was out right here today best, yesterday, had Andy over there, and then I hadn't really heard of Mark until earlier 2014 at the not PV1, but Ickers conference, in Columbus that year. Prior, prior to that, so it's yeah, a, a lot of the work that a lot of leaders in the whole permaculture and regenerative agriculture community, um, Diego has done a great job of kind of capitalizing on that movement that was already taking place and played a pivotal role in you know, having was already in motion coming to a head but yeah he- yeah that's a
4: and that's the other thing it's just not pv
5: survival podcast too. yeah
4: well there's way more than that do you have even local people like i'll even go to colorado to uh the freeman family farm down there they do a couple little uh, events that they have and it's that local community just like you're saying you're ohio boys you know you got you've got uh, rob avery's up there bent mckibben Daniel Freeman, uh, Colton Peer over there, those those guys all get together. They, they exchange ideas from wicking bed systems to how they're going to start doing some uh, flatland grazing. There's a guy named Tate Smith that's from Wyoming who does regenerative uh, land rejuvenation where he's going through and sits down a ring on the ground, cuts the grass, kind of calculates how much feeding process for grazing that you have, something I've never thought of or even considered. Then you guys are talking about going to Mark Shepherd's, right? Uh, some of us have been to Perma Ethos. I think those are, once you start traveling around, you kind of even find your niche of people in those groups that yeah. that you kind of like even more than, uh, well, they're the, the, the Blue Ribbon group or these guys are right. way ho Billy Homesteaders or, this guy's your urban farmer, because that's what I am, man. I don't have near any of the land mass any you cats have, and I'm trying to suppress and do all I can. And planted 24 cherry trees, and none of them took. Uh, had over 160 quail eaten by raccoons. Uh, right? It's a, uh, it's 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 detrimental. And then you come out to a big farm. The guy goes, "Yeah, you lost 160 quail. How many chickens did you lose, Gray?
3: Ooh, four grand worth in <laughs> four, a few days."
4: So then you even, you know, I'm like on my little scale, I'm like, man, I lost all my shit. And he goes, man, I totally understand what you're talking about. And you're so, you know, you kind of develop even a, a bond, not only in different sections and cults and different aspects, you really find a niche of people that if they could really come together, if that's what PV kind of did was brought people together. But then you look at the other niche barriers, like your Ohio boys, the hillbilly nation type, type aspect to you're you're we call them the cattle boys up up north here in wyoming and stuff you got right because they're they're looking for grazing lands and they're looking how to keep the water from running off the land where because you know we got trees like this here man you guys got trees we got wind i mean in louisiana they call that <laughs> katrina and we call it tuesday it's it's a whole different thing for us and i think you know like rob said you know you're you're meeting all these people you're gonna find a different niche, and you're gonna find so much interest. Like, said, so I can't raise a pig at my place, so come in here. The bacon looks beautiful, and it's it's at your own hands, and it's the way that you wanted it. And it's uh, Mike Vertries was saying, you know, I raise these pigs. You know, I don't sell them commercially. He's like, because I can't give it to some asshole to butcher and kill. Because I raise these pigs, and if I don't want the government coming in and saying, well, you should have an inspected like, man, I raised this pig, I killed this pig humanely and beautifully and I'm butchering it down to give to friends and family I don't need, need to come in you can really respect I really respect that out of you guys that it, it takes a strong
5: hand to take care of business man Andy talked about that yesterday about home butchering and meat laws and and part of the neat thing that Andy and Doug did wasn't it wasn't just well here's here's how you break down a hog Here's how you piece it out. Here's how you do your primal cuts. But they've gotten wise to a lot of the history behind what is and why it is. And then they learning about why the meat laws are the way they are. And it's not so much based on the reality that we live in now, but the reality that was say 70, 80 years ago, it's just another testament to what you were saying about home butchering, you know, This well, we live in a time where a lot of the things that we have to uh, deal with and the laws that we have to comply with aren't necessarily appropriate for what we're doing or where we're at, and it doesn't make sense, but it doesn't have to because what we're just trying to do is go back to the way things used to be, which is helping people learn new skill sets by doing events like the ones that you just hosted, Greg. And that's, I mean, yes, the hog aspect was cool but the way in which it was done was even cooler and that's the community element and the teaching and the passing on a tradition right and that's what
3: you know that's the common thread with with all this you know we we've talked about a lot of us have talked about you know if if facebook wasn't here um there wasn't internet and we were you know focusing on our local communities what would that look like how would we have all met well i think the common thread between What Michael does on his scale, what Hebert does, what Kaiser does, but Dustin, Jim, Dustin Hunt, what we all do on our own context is all completely different, different scales, different contexts, but it's all the same thing. Yeah. If we if we weren't if we didn't have I I, I like to look at like Facebook groups. Um, I look at Permaculture Voices. I look at Permaculture in itself, or common threads that kind of all brought us together. But historically, if you look at that. There's nothing new under the sun, and I believe we're we're right now are, are in a, another back to the land cycle, which is not just getting back to the land. It's getting back to relying on ourselves, betting on ourselves, yeah. going all in, making things happen for our own life. Doing these this doing this crazy thing called taking our life into our own hands. It's that simple. Um, but we're so many generations removed from that knowledge. Hebert didn't learn how to put his garden up. From his mom, or his dad, or his or his folks, or his neighbor, he reached out. He found his beacon and his harbor might have been Curtis Stone or, or or permaculture. We all got to the harbor that we all find ourselves all sailing in from some similar lighthouses, and so I find that so fascinating and so interesting because historically, if you look as a culture, as a civilization, we can go so far. In what seems like the opposite direction, that we cycle all the way back, and we find ourselves repeating and doing it like in the 60s and 70s, the folks getting back to the land. It just wasn't, you know, uh, tree huggers uh, living in wafatis in the woods because and smoking fish because it was cool. It was that was their context. That's how they got back to the land. That's how they got more self reliant. More they relied more on themselves. Got more self sufficient. So whether it's whether it's quail and bees or microgreens. Um, or market gardens and high tunnels, um, or it's all the same thing. It just looks different to us all individually, and that's why doing like what we just did this weekend is so important. Because these weren't skills and things that I learned on my own. No, you know that we felt the calling. That's where our our ship was heading in that harbor. The lighthouses were there. We got to them. So what I like is that all of us individually can be that lighthouse to somebody else in that harbor. They're looking to find their path, get in. And next thing you know, we're all in the same harbor.
2: Yeah, everybody it goes
3: on and on and on. And we're passing, like all the kids are here. All you folks are here. We're passing on our wins, our, our, our seemingly fails. Passing them on, so then they learn. And it goes on and on and on. And how we did things here is sure, you know, I, I absolutely have nothing against a paid workshop to learn skills. You know, but I have nothing against that. But when I'm interested, what's in my wheelhouse is bring the community in at no cost. Yeah. You guys bring in, you bring yeah,
4: food, like an old you Old rendezvous pigs. where it's people a, are coming in and bringing in their pelts and hey, I made this knife and I don't this. make knives and yeah, well I got these saws. well You make saws, right? And how'd you make that? And yeah, yeah, those skill sets uh, that when you it's say the old ways, come, man, yeah, old the old ways, ways coming together, coming back. I told my old dad ways new ways. to do this, and he goes, oh, I remember we used to go to this one orchard and the guys would butcher his pigs and. He'd Man, that was back in the day, because you know, I'm old. So my old man's even older. Right. So when you're when you're talking about it, it's like a skill set people learn, totally. And how do you learn those things? Those was the old rendezvous where you brought all your going up to old Blackie's shed, man, he has that rendezvous once a year, man, where he brings down the shine kittle and right I know I always get a good bid for all the ammunition that I make down there. And man, that's that's exactly how it was over this weekend. And I tell you what, the weekend was long. Whole yeah, day stuff of interacting with people you haven't seen, people you just met, people you like spark Like I so, said, uh, Greg and Steve, man, those guys are like inspirations to me. Like I said, watching your videos of your chickens, you're sharing your losses, you share your family, Then you look at Steve and how he's going with the city, trying to get stuff done on, in the city, bringing in Boy Scouts to do the work, teaching that trade on a like a Skills USA level that. Trades are way more important than a college education and yeah. community is what builds those trades set. It's, it's not going to a place where people, this is how you conform, how we're going to make things happen. It's, it's your neighbor going, man, I would really like to have some of those eggs and I would really like to have some of that honey. And really, cause I was really looking over there about having my uh, motorcycle really built and I don't know crap about it. And I see you working on one. Can you trade a little eggs for some little bit of labor and help? And, Totally Greg. that it it, it is. It's about getting back to the old ways, and it's not about, well, I'm going to go
2: pay for a guy to lecture. Well, yeah, everybody's got the abundance abundance mindset here, right? Everybody wants to share. And so when we're giving away information, or not, when we're giving away information for free, the people here, it's an investment uh, in the people, right? It's an investment in the community because you know that that knowledge is going to go back to wherever those people come from, and they're going to put it into their community. It's not just that, it's not just someone that's going to a, a uh, uh, get rich quick off right? Where they're gonna go home and try to scam everybody out of everything else, right? <laughs> we already talked about that stuff. man. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's not
4: about uh,
1: buy low, sell so high this stuff.
4: I know this stuff. I paid for it, and then, uh, well, I'm glad. But are you gonna apply it? Are you gonna share it with your community? Yeah, right. Because if you're not sharing it with your community, I'm, I'm bi- yeah, yeah. A big. Yeah, I'm big on un- not un- doing un- anything. Yeah, uh, yeah. Great power comes great responsibility you need to you need to use that power wisely and share that skill set uh einstein with his power was like i'm just not going to harbor this and sell it to the highest builder everybody should have the capability of using it yeah that's that's a true statement man you have that kind of power it's not you know everybody you know i paid a lot of money for my skill i learned a lot to be a beekeeper and how to make everything from powdered honey to some of the meads that i make but i didn't come down here and I gave the meat away. Yeah. Right. I, I People
0: it. thought you were coming to barter. You're like, no, we're going to <laughs> <laughs> yeah, drink this.
4: We're going to drink this. We're going to pass it around. I, and drink I made it. this with my bees and some of the stuff that I brought in and I want to share it. I want to share everything that I have with, with people that are, are not, are not taking it as like, Oh, this is really good. It's it. They're taking it like, wow, this is something that I would be willing to drink on a constant basis. And thank you for sharing it. Thank you for sharing. I'm not, Yeah, they know what
2: a gift it is. They know, like, you put your heart into
4: it. Yeah, totally.
0: And also, they hear about how good it is on the podcast, and they want to like, I want to try it, man. That's what I was thinking. I, yeah. I can't wait to try Michael Jordan's meat. Well, I, I took you to the like meatery. Powdered
3: honey and. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> no, no. good. I, I'm hoping. So.
0: Yeah, it was uh, good.
3: That's what, that's what this, you know, all this is about. Like, sure, we talked about, you know, while we have different contexts, we're all in the kind of the same vein on this natural farming per se. Um, but if we just, for a second, take the word farming out add living, yeah. I probably beat this horse over and over again. And I feel like every opportunity I can, i like to share this because it's that important to me. But one of the big things that helped shape uh, me mentally and how I look at a lot of this is, simple quote, most of you guys know it. Some of you might not, but it's Masanobu Fukuoka. When it is understood that one loses joy and happiness in the attempt to possess them, the essence of natural farming will be realized. The ultimate goal of farming is not the growing of crops, the cultivation and perfection of human beings. That's what we're doing this weekend. Yeah. You know, we're not here focused on the type of pork and flavor profile and the nuances of the charcuterie. Passing on skills, we're cultivating our own lives. You gotta be so perfection. deep. <laughs> 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 it's just, it's just so deep, man! <laughs> from the reverence of the
4: pig to quoting Fukushima about raising Fukushima. human <laughs> beings, man, <laughs> you're, you're talking about people being way, way. You know, there's a lot of diversity in the world. And you're 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 bringing people on a more man heart level, right? What kind of what kind of weight do you want to put on your soul? Right? What kind of weight do you want to put on your heart, man? And that's heavy. The responsibility of your community and stuff. You, you eat, dog. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: I, I kinda wanna switch gears and then we can we can finish it up, but I made a promise to some some farm managers here. Maybe we can get their perspective since they went from suburban living to uh living out here and uh do you want to get on all right yeah uh
6: junior
0: farm manager and junior farm manager and jake or just junior junior farm farm manager manager Jake. jake okay so jake what is so what's your takeaway and then we'll we'll get your older brother on you you were living in blacklick which is the suburbs in columbus ohio and now you live out here and how much has your life changed
6: a lot. Because we used to live in a really small backyard. We couldn't even hit a baseball. Yeah. Or kick a soccer ball barely.
0: So and what do you so what do you do now? Um,
1: <clears throat> um.
0: What are your responsibilities? I'll have I'll have senior farm manager say all your responsibilities. He seems to know them well.
3: How do you spend your time around
0: here? Yeah.
6: Um,
0: so what are your chores? Like what do you do every day?
6: Watering candy, the cow, watering the rabbits. Um, used to have to do the chickens, but now dad got that on an automatic water.
0: Less work for you, eh? Yeah. So what, so what do you like to do when you're not doing your chores? What do you like to do? Do you,
6: um, Hike, climb the pine tree, sharpen sticks, you know, everyday stuff.
0: Drive right. <laughs> drive the four wheeler. I feel like you, you try to include the four wheeler in all your
6: chores. Yeah. We have for like going up there. And-
3: I'm not sure how sharpening a stick needs a four wheeler, but he finds a way. Yeah, he finds a way. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Done.
0: Yeah.
6: All right, let's, let's switch it over to senior farm manager. What's, What's your up? name, sir? My name is Nathan Burns. I am junior farm manager, Nate.
1: I thought you're a senior senior crap, sorry.
6: Oh, I, I
0: know you were I know his I know his reviews coming up. The That's yeah, I know his review's coming up for the year. Your year in review. So what oh, what about for you? You're you're a teenager. What was it like being a you know, living how old were you when you moved out here? Yeah, talking to Mike, buddy. Fourteen. You're fourteen. Oh,
6: 13. Yeah, thirteen.
0: So what was that like Cause were you now were, were you guys home but they home, were you guys homeschooled before okay yeah so how's that changed like has your homeschooling and everything changed since you moved
6: out of here um homeschooling is good mom helps a, us a lot with that kind of stuff um i what are your responsibilities on the farm My responsibilities are taking care of chickens Pigs. A uh, cow. And how do you take care of them? Um, well, candy needs hay. Uh, the rabbits need food. The chickens need food. Well, you, need to carry a 50, you have to carry a 50-pound uh, pound bag to get it into the feeder. Yeah. To, so you feel like you're getting stronger? I feel like I'm getting stronger every time I lift, like, I feel good about my job, like how oh, we do stuff around here and stuff like
0: that. Yeah.
6: So. And then what do you
0: do when you're not doing your chores?
6: I like to do some music stuff.
0: Yeah, I heard you might be constructing a theme song for me. Yes, I am going to. <laughs> we, I kind of broke the deal. I said you could come on after you did the theme song, but I let you come on early. I had to tease that? it, yeah, at the very end, yeah yeah <laughs> well anyways guys does anybody have anything else you want to add i think we need a i kind of want to eat this fat man's candy yeah, shout out, a, the, we, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah shout out to mike vertrees
3: oh yeah yeah
0: shout out to mike vertrees and shout out to everybody here dustin thompson's here he listens to the show do you want to say something dustin
3: I Just really want to thank uh greg and his wife susan for opening their home. yeah they've allowed me to come out on many occasions and you know the the pigs that he's dropped today or yesterday. I saw him when he brought them home. Yeah, and it was just it's it's a miraculous event to share in and yeah be a part of and be made to feel like your your family.
0: Yeah, man, I feel like everybody's family here. Yeah.
2: Family, yeah. thanks a lot. Wanna, so do you
0: want to you want to say season. anything, Justin? Where can people get these T-shirts? out I mean, that we're all wearing. Yeah. You you don't want to get on? No, all right. James. Howdy. So uh what is your experience, been? I know you're you're constructing the Nature's Image Farm website, correct?
7: Yes. Slowly but surely we're we're getting there. Yeah. Um It's been a good experience coming out here with all these guys. Yeah. Um I'm kind of along the same lines as Greg here with a reverence for the animals. I think there's definitely a spiritual aspect to all of this and it just makes you appreciate that much more you know when you do eat it, yeah, you know, pig or chicken rabbit, yeah, whatever it might be, just to see how good of a life they had, what their last uh days were last minute, basically one bad day, right, yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> definitely, yeah, so, um told other people that you know go to sam's club or walmart or whatever grocery store that's near you and you see these cases full of ribs endless endless ribs and then you come to a workshop like this and you see a a hog split open man has that put that in perspective for you right there
0: yeah yeah for sure i think that's a good way to end things what do you guys think so Real quick, I need to shout out my affiliates since uh, I'm here. If you guys are interested in craft, orga- beyond organic, handcrafted meats, you, uh, you've you heard from the farmers, the junior, yeah. the farm managers. Uh, they actually, uh, you guys still have turkeys? Or are they all sold out again?
3: I think we're sold out. Okay. Uh, we're going okay. to keep a couple back to breed, and I think some uh, okay. folks here yesterday put their claim in on those, so... Yeah,
0: I I'm excited for mine. I'm excited to butcher mine.
1: Right.
3: I
0: think I I can't. I mean, I'm so excited for Thanksgiving this year just because I know that my turkey I actually got a butcher myself. Like I, right. it, I'm so excited about it. Um, but if you guys want to put down deposits for these delicious pigs and turkeys and chickens next year, just uh, email at nature's farm at gmail dot com. They are also currently shipping bocking four and fourteen of Comfrey. Right. Yep. And uh and they will. Sh- I think I think he's out a lot of trees Gosh, Michael. Yeah, yeah. I think he's a out a lot of trees. This
3: went out on the barter. Yeah, I think place. that I all went on the, the barter blanket. And I don't even here. remember what I got,
0: but I know I traded four plates for it and I I think I was happy with it at the time. So I'm pretty happy about it. Uh and uh also if you guys like uh cool permaculture shit, go to newfarmsupply.com, use code word sample save 20% and finally uh the reason why Scott is here because uh, the profitable urban farming course and that community that we're a part of, Rob Kaiser is as well. Uh, you guys can actually click on the link in the show notes and save a hundred dollars off the course, or just sign up through the payment plan, guys. And thanks again for listening.
1: See you. See you.
8: If you want cook soup, now what are you going to If your head is hot, now what are you going to cool Child, now what are you good?